Welcome to MLD Wealth, Money Matters, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights on the market and economy. Hosted by Chad Larson, top-ranking portfolio manager at CG Wealth Management and founder of MLD Wealth Management. In this podcast, Chad shares concise, clear and authentic views on the market, helping gain greater clarity on the current state of the investment landscape facing investors. Hey guys, it's Chad Larson with MLD Wealth. Um, Sue had asked me to do a little bit of a video, um, just given the current state of market volatility and uh, just a touch point to see, give you an idea of how we're thinking and what our positioning strategies are, given uh, the unprecedented volatility that we're seeing in the financial markets. Um, you know, I have been publishing monthly and giving commentary in and around um, what we think of the marketplace, the economy, and, and how that's going to affect uh, how we position capital uh, in the short, medium, and long term. And, you know, and most recently I did a mid-quarter update, which is rare, but given the uh, volatility and crash of the stock market that we've seen, quite frankly, in the you know, year to date, we've seen one of the worst starts to the year in the stock market since 1987. Um, many of you have been, you know, stayed calm, but you know, in 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 itself, um, people are do have questions. Um, so I thought I would just do a quick little video, and so I'll try to be as uh, succinct as possible. At the end of this, if there is any more questions or you have any more comments or concerns, give me a call directly, and I'm happy to spend the time. But you know, listen, stocks and bonds are experiencing major bouts of volatility. Um, yeah, we've seen a correction in the. S and P 500. Uh, I can pull it up here. Ooh, uh, slow computer today. Um, you know, north of 15% in the Nasdaq o- o- uh, over 25. These are significant drawdowns uh, in the in the marketplace. When that these things happen, people panic. Um, but quite frankly, you know, we we discuss people, process, and philosophy over products, price, and performance, because how you react during times like this will separate, uh, you know, long-term outperformance versus fair to middling results. Pullbacks are normal. Um, Intra-year, you know, going back into World War II, um, you know, significant pullbacks on average intra-year peak to trough within one calendar year is on average 14%. So by all sense and uh, all statistics, this pullback has been somewhat normal thus far. You know, there's always a pullback mid-year. Um, is it fun? No. Does it feel good? No. But within those positioning strategies, you know, we look to take advantage of that and deploy capital uh, when stocks have severe corrections. Going back to this past December, and we were very active in reducing our exposure to momentum growth and, and technology where possible. Um, and we did go overweight and into what we've been saying for months phase three economic cyclicals where we thought metals, materials, mining, energy uh, would lead the way. And that's uh, played forward incredibly well and dampened a lot of the volatility that many others are feeling uh, outside of MLD. That being said, you know, in a traditional uh, balanced portfolio, typically the safe haven um, or volatility management comes in the form of fixed income. Um, We do have a lot of exposure to private credit, structured credit, alternative uh, loans, et cetera, which again has dampened the volatility that clients have experienced. That being said, conventional bonds, you know, have 
it's seen a pullback of up to 10%. That's unprecedented. You know, typically if the stock market goes into uh, a big pullback, people, there's a flight to quality. In this case, you know, we haven't seen a structural um, recession quite yet. Um, but typically you've seen high correlation across all, all asset classes. Bonds are moving with stocks. Now, I've always said the bond market is smarter than the equity market. It's by de facto uh, over 10 times bigger than the stock market. There's far more credit out there in the world than, uh, than equity valuation. So they typically lead the way in, uh, in knowing what's going on. This seemingly feels more um, just a complete risk off environment um, and fears of an inflation. We have rising interest rates. Uh, Canada will be releasing its inflation numbers today, which I'll comment on uh, later. But we've got high inflation. Uh, we've got rising interest rates. The, the, the Fed and the Bank of Canada are trying to cool uh, the inflation numbers. You know, and listen, politically, um, I don't want to bring a lot of politics into a sendo like this, but the uh, the misdirection of, you know, blaming this all on COVID and, and all on Putin and the Russian invasion of Ukraine um, you know, is political cannon fodder, uh, you know, at its best. Um, what happens when you stimulate and fund, you know, through the COVID pandemic and you create trillions and trillions of dollars and stimulate uh, businesses and consumers is you've got excess money chasing limited supply. So albeit, you know, there is some supply chain disruptions, which we're still seeing, you've got more money chasing the same amount of goods, pushing prices higher. So to tame that, um, you know, effectively the overstimulus of the market, you're seeing rising interest rates and you know, that, that's tough. Borrowing costs are going up and costs of goods and services are, have gone up. A lot of people kind of, you know, you've seen it maybe on the news that maybe a stagflation environment. Stagflation is defined when you have high, in, uh, high inflation, uh, you know, along, you know, with uh, negative job growth. Uh, unemployment. That's not the case here. We have incredibly tight labor markets. Uh, we also have a very robust uh, consumer, both Canadian and US. That being said, we're probably a little bit more skeptical or neutral on the Canadian consumer. Um, you know, the rising interest rates and the cost of borrowing, albeit, you know, it, no one receives this money, so to speak, when they talk about government stimulus. Um, that stimulus into the capital markets, which buoyed asset classes and created, you know, a you know, raging bull market, caused a, a huge surge in Canadian home equity prices. And along with that, I know that I don't have the statistic in front of me in Canada, but in the U.S. alone, over four trillion dollars of home equity lines of credit were taken out through this last phase of the cycle. So, as someone with a house in Ottawa that was worth one point two million, and you know, over the next last two years, it's now worth two point two million. Largely, they've taken a line of credit out and built a pool and bought a Range Rover and done whatever else people do when they feel like a million dollars has dropped into their uh, their pockets. That being said, you know, this, this Monday we saw sales, uh, the rate hikes from Canada have uh, cooled the housing market. Sales plunged 12.6%. Um, most of the heaviest declines are more in the smaller markets around Toronto. And a lot of that conversation was saying, you know, this, this hasn't happened since, you know, 2020, you know, where we saw during the COVID pandemic, sales slowed briefly. There was never any price action. They slowed briefly because, quite frankly, people weren't buying houses on Zoom calls uh, while everyone was sheltering in place and staying at home. 
That being said, this is a, going to be the housing market in Canada is going to be very challenging, and that will ultimately impact the Canadian consumer. So largely the largest source of wealth for uh, the Canadian consumer. So, you know, we're watching that. how we're positioned in around that. We have inflation. We've got choppy markets. Um, they're, they're, they're largely risk off. And, you know, how do we position? We have a meaningful cash wedge across our core portfolios. Um, we have been tilting and have continued to tilt into value-orientated names that are largely inflation-friendly trades. Um, real estate, and I, you know that's counterintuitive to say real estate when you're saying the housing market's in trouble. In the you know continuing to be very bullish in the the multifamily uh, trade um, as how cost of ownership of houses. Uh, you know, becomes out of reach. And as we continue to see a tight housing supply market, people will revert back to that rental market. So that bodes well. Uh, infrastructure, largely long-term contracts linked to CPI inflation numbers, long-term uh, kind of stable cash flow producing investments. Uh, Energy has been the star uh, thus far. Continue to believe there's, you know, at minimum 12 to 18 months left in a very bullish cyclical energy trade. Um, yes, the stock prices of the energy companies have moved significantly, to which we've benefited. That being said, if oil prices stay over 100, uh, there's still incredible valuation uh, appreciation. That being said, I don't, you know, we, we all know, especially by geography where a lot of our clients reside, we understand that this is a cyclical business and we have to uh, you know, make sure that position sizes are, are right size. Now, what do you do after the stock market pulls back 15%? 25%. These are big numbers. Um, quite frankly, you look to statistics, you look to charts, and, and you trust in your process because, you know, the further you're able to step back um, from that chart, and I don't care what chart it is, the smoother it gets. I know during periods of volatility, you know, the statements and, and the screens come closer to the face and, you know, day by day we can be happy or sad. And, and quite frankly, all I can say is statistically after the market has a 15% pullback, over 96% confidence time within 12 months, the market's 18% higher. So the simple thing to do is just go buy stocks, you know, at this point, but at a period when it doesn't feel good and it's hard to do, and we come back and anchor into our, you know, our process and our philosophy. So, you know, we're doing that on, on behalf of our clients. This is an interesting time. Um, you know, we're looking at all metrics cash levels right now at the institutional level cash levels have risen to the highest level since 9-11 everyone is bearish right now you've got anchoring to warren buffett you know be greedy when everyone's fearful and be fearful whenever he's greedy you know, it's time to get greedy albeit there isn't a lot of high conviction um, that there's a bull case for the market structurally you want to be investing down here also from a valuations perspective when talking about the s p 500 valuations as a whole, as a metric, valuations have crossed below their 10-year averages. Stocks have gotten much cheaper. Same thing with the NASDAQ. You know, the NASDAQ's been absolutely brutalized. Now, listen, this, this has been a pullback in valuations. We're still seeing revenue beats. We're still seeing earnings beats. Companies are doing incredibly well. Valuations have compressed significantly. So within that, you know, there is a confidence that we'll continue to, uh, you know, be market participants. Uh, I hope that helps. I know there's a ton of things that I'd love to to touch on, and you know, let me know if you uh, 
enjoy these and uh, you know i'm happy to be more consistent in giving our uh, our thoughts with respect to our positioning strategies uh, going forward i hope you guys have a great day and uh, all the best take care the comments expressed in this podcast are the results of work done by MLD Wealth Management. They may differ from the opinion of Canaccord Genuity Corp and should not be considered as representative of Canaccord Genuity Corp beliefs, opinions, or recommendations. All views expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any securities. The statements expressed herein are not intended to provide tax, legal, or financial advice and under no circumstances should be construed as solicitation to act as a securities broker or dealer in any jurisdiction. All views are intended for general circulation only and do not have any regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or general needs of any particular person, organization, or institution. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you want to know more about the information contained in this video or have any related questions. Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management in Canada is a division of Canaccord Genuity Corp member, Canadian Investor Protection Fund, and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.